Clayton Safey is standing by the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So, uh, shock, uh, a different path, turn of events. Is Michigan rolling over again? Uh, where are you at on this from Ann Arbor, Clayton? Yeah, I think the first reaction for a lot of people is probably that they're rolling over. I've seen that uh, reaction from fans. But I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Um, and look, I mean, I was one of the first people to, to say, hey, they, they shouldn't roll over here because everyone who fights these entities like the NCAA and Big Ten, they usually are able to, to kind of win or at least minimize their damage. Um, but I, I think here what you're looking at is the Big Ten and NCAA expediting those investigations trying to find anything they can, interviewing players and coaches throughout the week, kind of disrupting Michigan's football season here at the end of the year. And I think with this settlement, the key part of this is the Big Ten's investigation is over. There's no more real-time investigating where they could tack on and say, hey, you're disqualified from the Big Ten championship or we're not going to allow you to go to the college football playoff. That's off the table now. Any punishment forthcoming is going to come from the NCAA in the form of a notice of allegations. And at, once Michigan receives that, which may not be for some time, they get 90 days to respond. So even if they got one today, which certainly is not going to happen because the investigation is still going, they, the season would be over 90 days from now. So there is nothing more that can affect this Michigan football team going forward outside of not having their head coach for three and a half hours on the next two Saturdays. Obviously, Michigan fans are disappointed about that, and you can still argue whether or not the Big Ten um, – you know had grounds to do this. You know, I don't really think they did, but I think the fact of the matter is now that the Jim Harbaugh honestly kind of took one for the team. I mean, the big 10 confirmed today that they don't have any information saying that he was involved in these allegations. Uh, yet he, he decided to, uh, to reach the settlement. So I think that's kind of where I'm at on it, but clearly, uh, clearly reacting just, you know, kind of minutes or, or dozens of minutes after the news came out. So certainly we'll, uh, we'll sit through things a little bit more as we learn more. I know from Monday's presser, he said he was a little under the weather with a raspy voice. And I heard him on his weekly Michigan call-in show, Conversations with John Jansen. And there was a tone to his voice that I've never heard from Harbaugh. And it had nothing to do with being under the weather. It had to do where I could feel all of this was weighing on him. I really could. Not that he's a victim, but he is the head coach of the number two team in America. And I could hear it in his voice, and I thought it's more about the fight that's continuing. I don't think he's given up that fight. And the one thing that came to my mind on how this could totally flip from lining up in courtroom with multiple lawyers against the Big Ten is that because they haven't received that letter of notice from the NCAA in regards to Connor Stallions. Not that the NCAA will just stop their investigation, but maybe there's a backroom deal Politics are big between conferences in a Power 5-1 and Tony Petiti and the Big Ten, who ended their investigation, that with Santa Ono and Ward Manuel and Harbaugh and their respective attorneys, that maybe uh, the NCAA, in the end, may do a notice of allegations or may just not drop the case but say there was nothing connected Harbaugh and their focus will be on Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh by serving the three-game suspension we feel that's enough to warrant what we've discovered, right? That there's some deal there that would not just take this off the table with the Big Ten, but take it off the table with the NCAA. Yeah, or, or potentially, you know, because the NCAA loves when you cooperate or, you know, quote-unquote back down or whatever. Um, so potentially they'd say, and, and also 
too, Bill, which is really important to note, uh, is that these games are going to count towards any potential forthcoming uh, punishment by the NCAA. So let's say they, they say, all right, three games for Jim Harbaugh next year. Let's say it's three just to make it an easy math here. Well, he served three at the end of this year, so it would technically be nothing. You know, maybe there would be a fine or something like this. Um, certainly, and, and again, more information could come out, but just going off what we know now. So these are going to count towards that. So the NCAA punishment will be less because he served it here on the front end of things via the Big Ten. But again, I, I just keep coming back to the, the part of the statement that says the Big Ten has agreed to um, has agreed to end its investigation, and they're just turning it back over to the NCAA, which is more of a long-term play for Michigan because I'm guessing, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing the Big Ten continued to, uh, to say this week as they were working towards a, a settlement, hey, we can still add on more punishments to you, Michigan. We can still do you know, things like I said earlier, maybe take them out of the Big Ten championship if they find something or, or the college football playoff. And I think that's probably partly what pressured Michigan into saying, okay, let's just get this over with. And from the statement, and I don't think they would have put this in there if it weren't true, but Jim Harbaugh was the one who agreed to do this, and the, the university supported him in his decision. So I think those are key aspects. Um, so, you know, again, I, I just kind of keep coming back to that line. Yeah, there's a lot to read into this. I, I do wonder, with the sensitivity of everything, if we'll get anything beyond Michigan statement and what has been done, right. and this will all be – we can't comment on going NCAA investigation in the end. Uh, no Harbaugh against Maryland. I don't think there's concern there, Clayton. But uh, the game, uh, the biggest one maybe ever, uh, going yeah. back old school to one versus two in 2006 after Bo passed away, uh, mm-hmm. you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, no Harbaugh against Ohio State. How much does that hurt the Wolverines at home at the big house on November 25th? Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it hurts. I mean, you know, they did, they didn't play their best football until Jim Harbaugh returned during the big 10 season this year after the first suspension. Um, you know, certainly they, they got the job done at, at Penn state. You got to give them a ton of credit for what they did without Jim Harbaugh and finding out just before kickoff, they weren't going to have him too. So give those players, give those coaches, give Sharon more credit for doing that. Um, you know, so, but I, I do think it's going to hurt. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in, in football for a reason, and that includes in-game. Uh, I, I will say, when you look at it from an Ohio State perspective, start thinking about these scenarios. Ryan Day already has a ton of pressure on him. He's gotten embarrassed by Michigan the last two years. Well, now he's going to face a team without its head coach, and now with Sharon Moore in there. So, yeah, maybe he got what he wanted if he was behind all this, which, you know, there are a lot of people in Ann Arbor that believe he was he or people close to him were, and we'll you know, we could find more on, uh, find out more about that, you know, in the coming weeks. But at the same time, you lose to a team that doesn't have its head coach. And, you know, can you come back from that? Or how much does the pressure get ramped up from there? So there is so much now, and not that there wasn't already, but crazy uh, dynamic going into this game, which is only in, in nine days. So, it is absolutely, uh, you know, one of the biggest games in, in program history for both teams and one of the biggest games in the rivalries history. And, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things that people write books about and there'll be a documentary about. And just like 1973 and the Big Ten Athletic Directors vote, you know, we're, we're uh, right here in the, in the middle of history right now. Yeah, the key is, though, the NCAA side of this, and they've been 
interviewing people uh, in Mount Pleasant, which, by the way, are we into week number three of uh, no identity yet of the man on the sidelines in CMU coaches gear for the Michigan State game? Uh, who is that guy? Uh, nobody wants to talk about that. I mean, uh, hey, CMU, knock, knock, who's there? Who's that guy? <laughs> it's still my favorite part of this whole thing, that we don't know who this guy was. Who had, who's this guy? Just the guy with the oh, had the blue light on his glasses. He had a he had one of those like Navy SEAL cameras. Oh my God! <laughs> you know this story just it, it keeps going in directions, Clayton, that you can't predict. It really does. It does. And then there are rumors of other stuff. And if you start thinking about the fact that there are people digging, we know for a fact, and I know you do as well, on who's behind the private investigative firm that even turned any evidence over in the first place to the NCAA. I mean, that's a huge, huge question that I think everybody has. Uh, this has gone on in the SEC in the past where teams turned each other in, and then the SEC commissioner said, hey, cut this out, stop doing this. Everybody just kind of shut up, basically, and you know, maybe bend the rules a little bit, but don't turn each other in, don't snitch on each other. Well, now we got this happening in the Big Ten, um, you have a rookie commissioner, how he handled it. I mean, there are so many different angles to this story that, as you said, continues to develop, continues to take twists and turns. So we're all just kind of grabbing on for dear life and, and seeing where the next twist takes us. Clayton Savior from the Wolverine.com joining us. Team coverage right now with Anthony Broom, John Borton, Doug Skeen, and Chris Ballas. We'll hear from Chris uh, coming up in our next segment again. Breaking news this afternoon. A shock as Jake Butt, the former Michigan tight end and Big Ten Network football analyst, just said about 20 minutes ago that Jim Harbaugh, his lawyers, the Big Ten, their lawyers, and Michigan and their lawyers, and Ward Manuel all agreed that Harbaugh will serve the full three-game suspension. Miss Penn State will miss the Maryland game this weekend in College Park and the Ohio State game on November 25th. That suspension will be served in exchange. The Big Ten will and everything in their investigation connected uh, to Connor Stallions, and it still remains an NCAA investigation. All the team coverage right now at thewolverine.com. Clayton, thank you. Thank you very much.